Well, welcome to the Leadership 360 podcast, where we interview real people with real stories about all aspects of leadership. I'm your host, Chris Moore, and thanks for joining us today. Today, my guest is Ravi Nareen. Ravi has spent his career creatively leading from whatever position he has occupied. This experience ranges from human resources, leadership development, and organizational development to strategic management. He has a vast amount of experience guiding and coaching teams and executives to deliver to their highest potential while deeply caring for and nurturing their staff and colleagues. Ravi currently serves as the Chief of Staff to the President and CEO of Alberta Pension Services Corporation, providing strategic advice and direction to guide the delivery and development of the entire leadership team, and overseeing the organization's strategic relationship with its board, clients, and stakeholders. Ravi and his wife, Nandini, have a daughter and son and devote their time outside of work to family, life, and their wider community. Ravi, welcome to the Leadership 360 podcast. Thanks, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here and have this conversation with you. Thank you so much. And, you know, as I've done in all the other episodes, just having a conversation with people about leadership and what I find fascinating, you know, there's some commonalities, there's some, you know, different things, but really it's about you and, you know, what have you seen, experienced as a leader and, and you know, what are some of the great things that uh, you've seen other people accomplish? So let's get into it. And my first question for you is, from your perspective, what are the attributes of a great leader? Well, that's a good question to start off with, right? So I'll share this with you. So when this year started, there were three teams that really resonated to me at the start of 2020, right? right. And it's so ap- applicable in terms of what we're experiencing today with, the, with what COVID has actually um, transformed society into a new way of being then. Sure. And yeah. those three teams that I really um, that really resonated with me were care, compassion, and empathy. Hmm. And I think for for a good leader, those three are really important. And I will start with care. The basis of any effective relationship is care. Only when care is established, then trust will come. Without care, there's no trust. So I would say first thing leaders have to do is actually care. You have to care for the people that you serve. It's right. an essential ingredient. Compassion, compassion is probably the most distinguishable feature of a great leader. The ability to not just care, but to feel what others are feeling and to help them move out of that uncomfortable zone is important. Hmm. So I said compassion and empathy. You know, I always say that, you know, as a leader, one thing you have to always do is empathize and not sympathize. And as leaders, you need to know the difference between when you need to empathize and not sympathize. And I think empathy is feeling what others would feel, but the ability to take them out of what they're feeling. And I think that's really important for leaders to always empathize with their people, but use empathy as a medium to take people forward. Um, you know, I can't speak enough about authenticity. Mm. Be, be real, be yourself, be right, who you right. are, right? I, you know, people tell you that. They know when you're being false with them. So as a leader, you have to be authentic at all times, even though at times when it's very uncomfortable to be yourself, you have to challenge yourself to be there. And I think the most imp- one of the other important things is accountability. 
And I think great leaders, you have to not only hold others accountable, but you have to hold yourself accountable. And I always tell people that. I said, make sure you take the time before you hold somebody accountable to examine what does that accountability mean for you. And I think, I think you know, a lot of times we concentrate so much on holding others accountable, but sometimes we need to spend that same amount of effort in holding ourselves accountable as leaders. And, you know, the other thing too, and it's, it's probably the obvious quality, is intelligence. Hmm, I right. think great leaders, you have to be intelligent. You have to be intelligent both in a secular way, but an emotional way. Emotional hmm. intelligence is a big thing. But emotional talent is, is good and you have to be emotionally intelligent, but you have to also be intelligent to what is going on in your environment and be able to discern within that environment. And I would say the other, the last thing that I would say really makes um, a leader really great in terms of attributes is you have to make people feel safe, Chris. Right. You have to create that environment where people feel safe with you. Because it's only when others feel safe with you, they will be vulnerable with you. And by you creating that safe place, you will also demonstrate your vulnerability. So I would say those are the things that I feel are the attributes that, you know, make up a great leader. Of course, there are many others, but to mm. me, those are the ones that really resonate with me. Well, thanks for that. And, you know, you talk about care and compassion and, you know, there's never been a time like we're dealing with right now in terms of global pandemics and who knows what comes next. Um, it, it really puts leaders to the test and you people need to be preparing for these situations before they're in the middle of them because people do need, you know, that, that care and concern and that certainty. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people are talking about what's the economic fallout and mm -hmm. what's going on with the stock market. But I haven't heard... A lot of people talking yet, maybe that'll change, about, you know, shifts in leadership. And some some leaders who had a style that was not like, you know, the style you're describing, which is not sustainable in times like this, they may not continue to be leaders. You know, that, that style, the previous style of leadership may be over with, with some of these changes. I, I certainly agree with you. I certainly agree with you. So what have you learned from great leaders? I know you've, you've worked in a number of organizations and, you know, different parts of the world. And, you know, what, what have you learned from some of the great leaders that you've worked with? You know, I'll start off with bravery, Chris. As a mm. leader, you have to be brave and you have to be different and you have to couple that bravery with confidence. I mean, the, lead, the leaders that, you know, I have learned a lot from, that is one of the key things that I always see with them. They are brave. And not just brave, but they are confident with that bravery. And they are the ones who will do things that may not be popular. It may not be perceived as, oh, well, yeah, this is the right way to go. They will have a lot of resistance. But the ability for a leader through all that unpopularity and that difference, but knowing that they're doing the right thing and be brave about it and couple that with confidence I think is really important. And the other thing that, you know, I want to talk about coming in there is courage. You have to have courage. And that courage has to come from within to be unpopular, but do the right thing. Because not all the time the right thing is going to be the popular thing. Most leaders I've seen, you have to make very difficult decisions. And sometimes um, to do the right thing, it's almost like, 
uh, a doctor performing surgery, right? You have mm -hmm. to make those deep cuts, right? And it will create a discomfort for the person on the other end or for the majority on the other end. But eventually, given time, it will heal and people will move on. Mm -hmm. And I think right. one of the key things is leaders need to really have that courage. And I've seen that with leaders, you know. I mean, Chris, there's no doubt even from you I've learned that, that you have to take the chance and do things that are not popular, right? When I think about the technical transformations that you brought about in your in your companies, right, were not popular at that time, but you had the courage, you were brave, you were confident in what you're doing, right? Um, my present uh, boss, who's the CEO of Alberta Pension Services Corporation, he demonstrates that. He always says, Ravi, you have to be confident, hmm. right? But you have to also be courageous to stand up and do what is not the popular thing, but it's your right thing to do. And I think the leaders that I've worked with in the past, is they were all kind people. They were genuinely kind and considerate. And I think that is what really uh, drew me to a lot of the leaders that I really admire is that kindness, showing that sense of humanity, being a human, right? I think it's right. really important because yeah. the only way individuals or people will connect with you is when they see that you are exercising humanistic qualities and abilities that they exercise and exhibit every day, right? You have to yeah. be a human. Right. And the other thing too is, is, you know, the leaders who I really admire, they control their ego. It's not about them. They genuinely will put themselves last and really look at what's best for the mm. organization, what's best for the people that they're leading. They don't really care about, okay, I, I need to be recognized for this or praised for this. I just want to do what's best. And I think the, the other thing that I really admire, is, admire with the leaders who I've worked with is the ability to trust, to create trust. And number one, trust goes both ways. You have to trust me, but I also have to trust you. And I think that's so important in terms of that leadership relationship and not just leadership in any relationship in your life, mm, your husband, right. your, your wife, your spouses, whatever it is, your children, that trust factor is so important. Without trust, I would say if, if trust is absence in a relationship, that relationship has no life. Because trust is that energy that really motivates and think, take things forward in any relationship. So I think that's one of the key things that you know, I have learned around the, uh, along the road working with good leaders is the ability to, to really create trust because trust is something you have to work on, right? It's an active thing. You could say, I trust you, but I trust you only because you did X, Y, and Z for me to, cre for me to create that trust, right? right. And I think, and then the other thing, Chris, that I've learned is that, you know, the leaders who I really admire, they serve those, they lead many times more than those who serve them. Hmm. And I've seen that. They are leaders who are truly about service. They truly want to make people better. So I would say sometimes they, they get their enjoyments and their fulfillment when they can look back at a situation or a group of individuals and say, wow, these guys are so good now. Everybody's in a better place. And I think that that's the whole foundation about self, that selfless leadership. Right, that service-oriented leader, that servant-oriented leader, mm, right. and you know the the other thing too is that, you know, the ones that really 
that really made a difference in my life are the ones who, and this is the hard part, they, they, they held me accountable for what I say I will do. Sure, right. right? Yeah. And sometimes, Chris, uh, those lessons were not um, learned in an easy way. Hmm. You know, it came across in a very uncomfortable way. I had to go through a lot of discomfort at times, but I could look back and say, you know what? If those leaders did not hold me accountable, if they didn't put me through that discomfort, I would not be the person that I am today. So I always tell people, you know what? When failures come, challenges, or whatever discomfort come, use it as a learning experience, but take the time to reflect on, on what that has done for you throughout. And I think the other thing too is that there were leaders who really listened. They would truly sit and listen to what you have to say. And there's a difference between hearing somebody and listening to them. But they would listen and they will seek to understand. And they will not judge at times. And I think that's so important. That listening, seeking to understand, and not judging the situation. Right? But truly listening what, 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 what the person is struggling with, what I was struggling with. Not judging if I was right or right or wrong at that point in time. Yeah, sure, sure. But actually coaching me how to move on. I think it was really important. And you know, one of the one of the lessons like I think I learned along the way is, you know, learn the difference between being effective and efficient mm, and right. know when you need to exemplify one or the other or both. And I think that's, that's, that's really important for leaders to understand because sometimes I, I've seen where leaders think they are being effective when they're just being efficient. And I think you have to disown both those, those sure. are parallels. And lastly, I would say that, you know what? One of the lessons that I've learned is that you don't have to be perfect all the time. Mm. You don't have to do things right all the time. In fact, for you to really move on and grow, you have to make mistakes. Sure. And if you're not making those mistakes, you're probably not growing at a rate you probably should be growing at. And humility. I would I would say that. I would end and that what I have learned from great leaders is always be humble. So those are the things, Chris, that I've experienced and I've learned from great leaders. You articulate it so well. It's not just things you've learned, but it's probably things that you put into practice and to some degree that you coach and teach others to pursue as well. Oh, yeah, Chris. And one thing I would say, and that's an important point, huh? up till this day, I will still reflect on experiences I had with, lead, with my present leaders mm. and with my leaders you know, in the past. Right. I would actually take myself back and say, Wow, I can remember this person actually teaching me this. And today I have the opportunity to actually coach somebody through a situation using those same lessons that I've learned from someone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very powerful. And the way that you're doing that is, um, you know, I think you touched on it a bit. It, it's very gratifying. It's, you know, it, it's great to accomplish a project or a goal. But if you can help somebody grow, it's, um, you know, that, that last and not just help somebody grow, but help that person, give them the opportunity to help somebody else grow as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. So and it I, multiplies, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that it's so important that, you know, we talk about compassion and empathy, yeah? but leaders now more than ever, they have to really 
And it's a hard thing. Let go of that ego and say, it's not sure. about me. It's about who I am serving, who I'm developing, who I'm growing, right? Mm -hmm. And realizing by doing that, you're actually making not just your company, but you're making the world a better place if you do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So great lessons from other people, but, you know, a little more personal. What have you learned about yourself lately? What lessons have you, what aha, what, what's, uh, what has Ravi said? That's a I, learning about yourself. I think, I think, Chris, I would say this, that my present position, being a chief of staff, it, it's a new position in our organization. It's, you know, the corporate chief of staff is, is relatively new in the corporate world now. There are lots of research articles and all good stuff coming out about right. it. But I would say, Chris, this has been the most challenging role um, that I've had thus far in my career. And challenging on a number of fronts, I think, as a chief of staff, you, you lead from behind. You lead from behind because right, sure. you're the guy who's supporting the bigger guy, as I said. So right. you lead from behind. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a unique role. Um, people still ask me when I tell them, you know, when they ask me, what, what do I what do? do, you do? <laughs> I said, I'm a chief of staff. They're like, really, what do you actually do? Yeah, what and, what and then, kind of a job is that? <laughs> what kind of job is that, right? And then, and then you have to go through a story and explaining. But I think leave, leading behind Chris was a new concept for me. Before this role, I was the director of HR and um, organizational development. And of course, I was in the forefront of everything. I will be in the forefront of, you know, my team managers, you know, the executives. So I was leading in front. And when I moved to this role, um, it, it was different because I, I was saying, oh, my God, I'm no longer in front. Right. I'm not sure. leading in front. Yeah. I'm leading from behind. And that concept about leading behind was it was new to me. And I remember when when I took this role, I was thinking, OK, well, hmm. It's a new role for one. Nobody doesn't know about your role because it's sure, right. yeah, that, that existed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. how do I establish credibility with this role? And it was a role, to be honest, even even the um, you know, the organization itself was looking on to see, okay, well, what value would this role really bring? So there's quite right. a lot of pressure I felt. And then I got in there and I said, you know what? Be yourself. So be self-aware. So always be self-aware and be right. self-aware to realize that you're not the person in front. Always remember, you're the person behind. And if you start thinking you're the person in front, then you're not doing your job. Right. You have to always be very self-aware. You have to control your ego. And I think that's really important. You, and I realized that humility was a big thing for me. You had to be humble because you're the person who you almost creating, you know, you're opening up the door. You're, you're that gatekeeper, right? Sure. Yeah. Right. You're actually opening up the door and you have to create opportunities, not for yourself, but you have to create opportunities for others to interact with the CEO, to interact with the executive team. Right. So, you know, in that role, I was very much more of a, um, a connector there, mm. right. Within the organization. And I think um, one of the things for me is that I realized too that you cannot do it all. So don't go in thinking that, that you can do it all because you cannot. And I think it was a big lesson for me to realize that even though you, I mean, I do have a team, it is an individual type contributor role, hmm. but you have the opportunity to still delegate and you cannot do it all because sure. if you do it all, you will fail. 
And I think that was that was a hard thing for me, Chris, to be honest, because I'm the type of place, you know, I think, you know, I'm a fixer. So I would right. jump in. I want to do it. I want to just fix it and move on. But sometimes I realize that, you know what, you have to let it go. Right. Delegate and, and allow others to do it. To do it. Yeah, for sure. Right. And it, and and sorry. No, no. Yeah, don't keep going. It's fantastic. And, you know, you know, and I one of the things that I learned is that when you when you're in a role, you should never be concerned about praise or recognition. You should start off about loving what you do. And I sure. think for me, I truly love my job. And and you know, I enjoy working for the person that I work with, which I think is really important. But I think beyond that, you have to go deeper and really realize that what you're doing is feeding your inner soul then. And that's right. a deep thing, right? And if you really spend time to get a job or, or whatever you're doing and realize that what you're doing is bringing about that internal satisfaction, it's enriching and nourishing your, your soul, it's amazing mm. that if you get to that level in your career, Chris, you don't really think about the praise, the thanks, the recognition. All you want to do is to do a good job and go home thinking that I've made a difference. And I think in this role, I truly feel that, you know, there are times that, yeah, I will go home and think, oh, I didn't hit the mark today. But the times when I really do get to live my passion and come alive with what I'm doing, I feel that self-satisfaction. Mm. And you know what? I always tell people, too, you have to know what drives you. You have yeah, to know absolutely. what drives you. And absolutely. I think, Chris, one of the things is that, you know, I really encourage leaders, right? When we talk about that self-awareness piece, you know, I always tell people, before you get to know your team, make sure you get to know yourself thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know yourself, you won't truly know others. No matter how tr how hard you try to know somebody else, you have to spend time as a leader to understand who you are, what you are, and what drives you. And I think it's only when you spend that time to be, to do that, then you realize that you're effective, right? And one of the things too that, you know, I, I've, I've learned along the way is that you have to be humble, but I also need to be comfortable to speak my mind. Right. Right. And I think that, you know, I've come a long way with that where now I'm comfortable to actually sit in a room and say, no, I disagree. This is what we, we, we may need to consider moving forward. Right. And I think mm. the key thing that I've learned with that is that you have to be humble. And I encourage, I encourage myself to speak my mind, but I'm always aware that make sure when you do that, you're being respectful and you're maintaining the dignity of everybody in your room. Right, sure. And I think that's so important that, you know, we would like to agree or disagree or speak our minds. And I tell people that's fine, but make sure you're always respectful when you do it. Right. Yeah, because absolutely. I think when you do that, others will respect your opinion. Yeah, and, and, it, and it yeah, it sets a good example for how people need to act in a functional way too. Oh yeah, and you know, I would always say, you know, don't judge, don't be quick to judge the situation. Sometimes there's so many elements around a specific situation that you need to consider before you really come to a conclusion. And you know, I've learned that so much now that you know, when there's a problem, listen, seek to understand. Um, even in the workplace, everybody has a story to tell. And I think as, as, as a leader, and what I've learned is that don't be so quick to jump to a conclusion or judge a situation. 
those should be the very last thing you do until you thoroughly gather all your facts and your opinions and and not just not just you know going out and questioning people but having a conversation with people is so important and one of the key things that i've learned in this role and and this 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 was really drilled in a whole lot by my present ceo is that service comes first always right. be service oriented he will always say to me said don't say no so when somebody asks you something don't be quick to say no i can't do it say i'll think about it because mm-hmm. he said there's always something that you could do right 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 always look look for a positive outcome always be positive always focus on really serving the the person and you know he says once you're service oriented and you have that attitude the rest will come and by doing that you will not only set yourself up for success but you will set others up for success and i think uh, you yeah, know those absolutely. are some those are some key lessons that i've learned chris so lessons you've learned about yourself lately great and thanks yeah. for sharing that and thinking about the younger ravi what advice would you would you give your younger self? What what key thing would you tell your younger self? But Chris, you knew that younger person. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I but if say, I but if I answered that question, it would be a monologue. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, you know, one thing I've learned is that control your ego at all right. times. Right. You know, I think that's the most important thing I would tell you know younger Abby. Be aware of yourself and control mm. your ego. Mm. Um, take the time to really learn from your mistakes, right? right? When something happens and it may not go the way that you want it to go, um, you know, rather than, than spending that time to really sympathize with yourself, start practicing empathy on your own self. Sure. Admit to yourself you made a mistake, but how do you move on? And I think I'll tell you, younger Rob, you know, you have to pick up, you have to build your resilience fast. You know, right. it, you don't have much time to do that sometimes. And, you know, it, it's really picking up yourself and moving mm. on fast. And, right. you know, work hard, but don't just work hard. Be purposeful when you do your work. Right. No, that's great. Very good. Be purposeful when you do your work. And, you know, I will say, you know, get to truly know yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Get to truly know yourself and make sure that you surround yourself with people who will not only pat you on your back, but right. you also have to surround yourself with people who would challenge you and offer sure. you constructive criticism. For sure, and I, and I'm sure you've seen you see in other people what I've seen in people is that they have much more to offer or to do or greater capacity, but sometimes they don't even see it in themselves, and other people see it. So we all as leaders have a role to play, which is to challenge people to you know pursue those things that they that are there, but they just are untapped. I agree with you. I agree with you. So earlier you were talking a bit about courage. I'd like to just kind of probe into fear a bit. You know, what are your perspectives, observations around that? You know, do you see people not making the right decisions because of fear? Do they lack courage? Are they two sides of the same coin? What are, what are your perspectives? Yeah, that, that's a really interesting one. I think, I think fear is a crippling factor to good intentions. Like I will say that fear is a crippling factor to good intentions. I think in a lot of situations you see leaders, lead, most of the time, you know, your gut tells you what you need to do, right? right? But but that fear comes in. You you That fear of confrontation, the fear of conflict, that comes in. And then that totally cripples you to actually move forward. 
So what you start to do, you know, fear likes to keep you, what I say, fixed, motionless. Mm. Right. That's what fear does because you're unable to move forward. But I think once you once you're able to get over that fear, and I, you know, I told, I, I often tell people, I said, you know, your best way to get over your fear, it, it, it's not easy, but you have to face it. You have to take that leap of faith, right? And right. to be honest, that leap of faith will demonstrate the depth of your leadership courage. And yeah, but you absolutely. have to, you have to take that leap, that leap of faith to leap jump of faith, out yeah. of that fear. And only when you do that, then that demonstrates the depth of your leadership courage. Like, you know what? I really respect leaders who, after, let's say, delivering a very difficult message, they will come and they'll say, oh, my God, I felt like I wanted to throw up. I felt that 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 knot in my stomach suddenly become loose. Mm. I felt really sick after doing that. And I would normally tell those leaders, you know what? You actually did the right thing. You're being right. effective for you to get that feeling. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I've told people who are dealing with difficult situations or whether it's performance related issues or, you know, changes in direction or having to let people go. If you don't have that feeling, then you really need to check yourself because, you know, you're not not that you're less human, but it, it needs to hurt sometimes. It needs to make you feel uncomfortable to, to do those things. Oh, I, you know what? I agree. So again, you could only, you see, courage is born out of fear when you really think about it. Right. Because if there isn't fear, if there isn't uncertainty, why is there any need for courage, to be honest, for sure. right? Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, even even what we're experiencing today, Chris, right? I mean, we're in this this time of very, very challenging times, uncharted waters. Nobody have, nobody have been here before, but I can tell you, because of the situation we're in, courage will come about. Positivity will come about. There mm-hmm. will be people in society who will be exactly the opposite. But the ones who will take us forward are the ones who have the courage to say, you know what, we're going to face this, we're going to fight this, we're going to find a way out of it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Great great words. So my, my last question, what leadership advice would you give our audience? What words of wisdom? There's been a lot of wisdom in this conversation, but what's your... What's your key point? You know what, Chris? I will say I'll keep it very simple. I would say take the time to learn from others, mm-hmm. but do not lose the essence of who you are. Right. Be real. Be yourself. You know, one of the things that I appreciate from my current um, CEO is that authenticity, right? And the, the, the ability to learn from your environment but still be yourself and not lose who you truly are. Because I think that in itself really demonstrates the stability of your personality. And as a leader, that is critical at all times. Right. And the other thing that I would say is that, you know, leadership is really 40% about you, but it's 60 and the other 60% is about others. So always remember that. It's 40% about you. You have to concentrate on yourself and spend that time to learn and develop yourself. But remember that the the other 60% is really about others. So take time to know both yourself and others in a very proportionate way. And I would say leadership is all about making others successful. Never forget that. 
It's not about you. Yes. Right. Even though I talk about getting rid of the ego, there'll always be that that ego inside of you that wants to feel satisfied and recognized. But always remember, it's not about you. You already attained that greatness by being a leader. You already got to some heights, but you also have to make others great. And that's your job as a leader. Right. And I would say, first and foremost, lastly, care. Care for the people. Care for people, but also care for yourself. That's important. Exercise right. self-care and exercise, self, exercise care for others. For with care, um, Chris, trust will come. And trust is the most important thing for any leader to have. And I'll right. end by saying that. That's fantastic. Thanks, Ravi. And, you know, we, we kind of we started with care and we ended with care. So um, I, I think that's a fantastic uh, way to, to end things off. Well, thank you so much for the conversation and for your insight and for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Christian. It was a pleasure to have this conversation. And you know what? I encourage you to continue doing the good work that you're doing because the common goal here is to create great leaders. Great. Thanks, Ravi. This has been Leadership 360 with my guest, Ravi Nareen. Join me again for more inspiring stories about leadership from real people. The Leadership 360 podcast is sponsored by The Leadership Academy, your trusted partner in leadership development from coaching to consulting and on-site facilitation. Please visit our website, theleadershipacademy.ca.